Well, hey, the meal is just about ready, so it's time for spice. Yes, it's spice time, and the lucky spice is paprika. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You've made me the happiest spice in the world. It's a veritable UN for dinner here, so Swedish meatballs. Hey, unga, bunga, oga. Ah, vino. A little vino would be kino. <laughs> I want some wine. Now, oh, what meal would be complete without a little dead meat? Yes, America's favorite food, dead animal flesh. All the burners are occupied at this time, so I'm just going to have to improvise here. Welcome to Misfit Apparitions, the podcast. I'm Don. Thank you for joining me as I talk about locations the team has investigated that are known for paranormal activity, as well as other subjects related to the field. Be sure to check us out at MisfitApparitions.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel with the handle at Misfit Apparitions. Listen to the podcast on our website, our YouTube channel, or wherever podcasts can be found. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review, a like, or a thumbs up, and spread the word about us. We appreciate it as it helps the podcast get recognized. And check out Misfit Apparitions The Stuff, our online merch store hosted at redbubble.com. Any proceeds made from the stuff go towards the team's travel expenses. We thank you for looking. If you have any comments, concerns, or questions, please drop us an email at mapod at misfitapparitions.com or ask us directly from a social media platform that you feel comfortable using. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the circa 1886 Old Park Hotel and the 1925 Runnels County Jail, both located in the West Texas town of Ballinger. Most of the research I did on the hotel came from Dan LaFave's book, Spirits of the Old Park Hotel. Dan LaFave and his wife Connie own the hotel. Research of the 1925 Runnels County Jail came exclusively from the Portal to Texas History website. Originally named Grisham, then Hutchings, the town was permanently renamed after Galveston, Texas attorney and Gulf, Colorado and Santa Fe Railroad stockholder William Ballinger. Thanks to the town's proximity to an abundant water supply from the Colorado River and combined with railroad access, Ballinger became the seat for Runnels County. Town lots were sold in the summer of 1886, and the town of Ballinger became officially incorporated in 1892. Having once been the original territory to the Native American Comanches, it's highly probable that parts of Ballinger lie atop Comanche burial grounds. The original structure of the Old Park Hotel may have existed for years before 1886. Part of the building was moved on logs from the now non-existent Runnel City, about five miles north of Ballinger. The property was originally just a two-story home, and there's a photo of it in Dan's book showing it dates back to 1890. 
Throughout the property's history, it has been a schoolhouse, a saloon, a brothel, rental apartments, a music store, an antique store, and during Ballinger's early beginnings, it may have been a courthouse or a location to conduct the town's business. Records of the property were lost in the Ballinger Flood of 1905, so it's not currently confirmed who initially resided on the property, but it's believed to have been the Seacrest family. A little life history of the Seacrest family. Washington Hampton Seacrest I was married three times. His marriage produced his son, Washington Hampton, Hamp Seacrest II. Hamp married Sarah Elizabeth Minnie Cornegay, and together they produced nine children, Ella, Washington Hampton III, David, Octavia, Kitty, Jesse, Greeley, Isabel, and Vance. It's believed that Ella, Kitty, and Isabel operated one of Ballinger's first hotels, the Three Sisters Hotel, in the early 1900s. The building also served under the hotel names of the Seacrest Hotel, the Royale Hotel, and the Park Hotel before recently becoming the Old Park Hotel. The Keel family took ownership of the building in 1922. In the late 1920s, the building expanded to become more of what we see today. The Keel family continued living in the home while it also operated as a hotel, but sold the property just before the start of World War II. Years later, a Keel family member noticed that their old home was up for sale and purchased it. In the February 9, 1950 edition of the Ballinger Ledger, the front headline reads, Keel to build 44-room hotel on present site. The article begins. R.M. Keel will start construction of a new 44-room hotel here within the next few days. The new hotel will be on the site of the Park Hotel, and the building would be constructed in two projects. Work on the new two-story building will begin at the alley behind the present hotel, and a unit will be completed there to permit regular rumors being moved into the new section while the wooden building is raised. A wider building will replace the old hotel with an apartment lobby and dining room across the front. The Park Hotel, a landmark in Ballinger, has been operated for a number of years by Mr. Keel. He said he would be glad to remove the old frame building and get away from constant fear of fire. It was then sold to a family member, and during this time, the city of Ballinger attempted to have the property condemned because of neglect. Once again, the Keel family purchased their old home and began taking care of its aging issues. According to Jeanette Finley, the last Keel family member to own the property before selling it to the Lefebvre's, the property served as a bunkhouse for railroad workers before Ballinger even became a town. Being a part of the Old West, it is not surprising that outlaws frequented the property in those days, whether it was a hotel, brothel, or saloon. It is rumored that Bonnie and Clyde, the notorious crime spree couple of the early 1930s, stayed at the hotel on more than one occasion. One of the big draws of this location is the claim of the 30 spirits residing within its walls. The following is not a complete listing of those spirits, just the ones I was able to research when preparing this podcast. And in no particular order, they are. S.C. Jack Crisco, father of Jeanette Finley, the last tie to the Keel family who owned the property before the Lefebvre's purchased it. Glenn, who lives in a closet in one of the first floor rooms. Slim, a whistling cowboy who hangs out on the ground floor by the stairs. Spike, 
Jeanette Finley's uncle, and a previous owner who lives in a room near the door leading to the hotel's courtyard. Marjorie and Margaret are girls living in the downstairs bedroom, the last one on the left. Simon, a 9 to 11 year old boy who wears a cone hat and cape. Dennis, an 11 or 12 year old blonde haired boy who wears overalls. Helen, Gertrude, and Virginia, Jeanette Finley's aunts, appear upstairs. Robin appears with Jeanette's aunts upstairs. A possible brothel woman with curly black hair wearing an 1800s period black dress with red and white sleeves who appeared to Dan Lefebvre after he was awakened by the massaging of his scalp during his very first night sleeping at the hotel. Annie, a brothel woman who may have been murdered and is seen upstairs. A large cowboy-looking shadow who roams the entire hotel. Benjamin, a nine-year-old talker seen in the playroom. Another little boy about five years old also seen in the playroom. A wandering old woman and Kay Seacrest, a Seacrest family member seen wearing an 1800s period dress. Misfit apparitions stayed overnight at the circa 1886 Old Park Hotel this past February. We had a returning invited guest join us for what we anticipated would be an exciting night. Co-owner Connie Lefebvre, our gracious host, provided a tour and history of the building. She was available throughout the evening and joined in our conversation in the kitchen while we took a break. It was cold that night, and her earlier suggestion of turning on the room's space heater after each of us found a room when we arrived proved to be great advice. I chose room 13 because, well, why not? Not only did I heed Connie's advice, but I also shut the door to the room. This proved to be a great decision very early the next morning. While each of us may have experienced a paranormal event, I in particular experienced one I never had before. It was during a live stream Ernest was running. Hours earlier, during our tour, Connie spoke about a specific chair in a specific room whose owner did not enjoy others sitting in it. I sat down in that chair with the intention of doing a sensory deprivation session with Ernest. However, just seconds after I announced to him that I was ready to begin, something came over me that left me momentarily disoriented and nonsensical. Ernest captured the event during our live stream. According to the different forms of possession I later researched, I may have experienced something related to obsession because the attack was sudden and I became irrational. Now let's move on to the 1925 Runnels County Jail. The 1925 Runnels County Jail, built in 1925, remained in operation until the current jail came online in 1993. The jail was built because of a fire in November 1919 presumably started by six prisoners attempting to escape the county's original jail. The next month, the county began planning for construction of its replacement. As expected, research yielded very little information, but it may have been that very little actually occurred within its walls. Highlights of some of the attempted and successful escapes include prisoners being caught using a saw blade to cut into their cell's lever box that controlled the opening and closing of the door and a few prisoners escaping when one of them wielded a toy pistol. Deaths inside the jail appeared to be as rare as escaping, but I did find that a man died of an apparent heart attack while incarcerated in 1968. And in 1925, 25-year-old Rufus Purcell, a man taken to the jail by his cousin for confinement in an insane cell on the second floor, 
was found a couple of days later on the cell's floor with a white rag twisted around his neck. The jail is available to rent in the form of a donation to Runnels County as an add-on to those staying at the circa 1886 Old Park Hotel. That donation gives individuals and teams six hours to investigate the three-story structure, and misfit apparitions took advantage of the opportunity and came away with EVPs, prompted responses, and what we believe, a line of shadow people moving in front of an open third-story window. That short video is available to view on our TikTok page. That's going to do it for this episode. We appreciate you listening to our little podcast. And remember, it's not always the things in your life that matter. It's the memories. Cherish those and those you make them with. See you next time on the podcast. Goodbye.